Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Sita. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the McFarland Spartans, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the Deerfield Demons. Uh, my name is Peter Limblad. I cover the Wanakee Warriors, DeForest Norskis, Lodi Blue Devils, and Poinette Pumas. And I'm Ryan Gregory. I have both Sun Prairie Schools as well as Marshall and Waterloo. Well, Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy 20th episode of the podcast as well, too. Ryan, I'm assuming you didn't have to travel down to Indiana this time for the New Year as well, too. I went north to uh, Minneapolis and said, I am a glutton for travel, apparently, and oh, punishing my poor Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> That's on. Well, I mean, I, the trip to Minneapolis, I feel like probably I'm better a travel than Indiana. Just get on I-90 oh, yeah. and go. Yeah. Straight shot, no snow this time. So it's, mm. uh, comparably, it's a, a much nicer trip this time around. <laughs> oh. And I went and lost a good amount of money at the casino. So maybe oh. it's a plus or minus there. <laughs> I was about to say, glad you had a good Happy New Year, but it sounds like you didn't have the best for no. gambling. So maybe that's your New Year's resolution. Get a little bit better at gambling. The blackjack maybe. tables are cheating, as they always are. They are always that's how they do it uh peter we had talked a little bit uh before coming on the podcast that you were going to the packer game on new year's yes and you were a little bit worried that you're going to see jordan love play and sure enough you got to see jordan love i did no actually i i left before jordan love got on the field so i did not get to see jordan love play but man that was a fun time that was that my second time at lambo first time since i was 13 and man, I couldn't ask for better weather or a better game. Well, I probably—I mean, the weather could have been better, but it, it was pretty good for January. <laughs> and as far as a game, that was a blast. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> just that much better. Yeah. I was, I was at home watching. I was like, this, this does, this feels like a dream. Like, so, I'll just wait <laughs> yeah. for another shoe to drop, and just it never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites was going up to Lambo. Uh, when they played, it was 2014, and they played the Eagles, but that was when I think when Mike Vick might have been hurt or something mm. like that. So Mark Sanchez was the Eagles backup, <laughs> and the Packers just ruled that game. I mean, offense was humming. Uh, I think Micah Hyde had a punt return for a touchdown. Julius Peppers had a pick six. I mean, oh. basically everything that went right in yeah. that game went right, and there's just nothing better than watching a team uh, have everything go right for me. That's the play. thing. All, yeah. all these people say, ah, I really want to see a good game. I don't want to see a good game. I want to see my team just stomp the other team into oblivion and yep. just have a good time with the big plays <laughs> left and right. And yeah. So I could watch the game in peace right. and not have yeah. to worry, is exactly. this going to be a crushing loss? Right. So, well, mm-hmm. glad you didn't have to worry about the crushing loss. And it was nice for me uh, because I stayed at home or for most of the time, ended up going out later in the night. But for New Year's Eve, I watched the college football playoff, which was nice because I didn't have a rooting interest in it. Uh, I mean, granted, it's like a couple of great games, great games, yeah, yeah. just great oh, games. I mean, man. I was like, I was like, well, <clears throat> if Michigan and Ohio State do good for the Big Ten, you know, can't complain about that. But you know, whenever Michigan and Ohio State loses too, you know, that's always fun and hilarious. <laughs> so no matter what, you know, I'm gonna be happy. And yeah. Just a couple of great games as a college football fan. You know, that's something we have been deserved for a long time. And so it was nice because it was like, got to have a good, you know, couple of college football games and then go out for New Year's. But it was just kind of funny because I got to like, uh, the apartment that I was going to at like 1130. So I was kind of (laughs) close for the New Year. I was like, sorry, college football runs super long. (laughs) Nothing I can do, but... Yeah, exciting week for, you know, obviously NFL, college football, and obviously for high school sports as well, too. I mean, I know there are kind of some holiday tournaments going on and stuff like that, but we kind of had some big, uh, I feel like 
there's always some news at least going on. You know, that's what we get paid for, obviously. <laughs> It'd be awkward if there was no news going on. But, uh, Ryan, it seems like you have been just a bunch of fun uh, basketball games you've been going to left and right, and just it's kind of caught your eye this week. You know, I have to kick it off with boys hockey, certainly, because they have been the most active and the most successful program uh, just, you know, in the, this most recent holiday area. And so uh, uh, they, they headed off to play in a, uh, in a holiday tournament over in, on the east side of the state, over in Delafield, uh, from the 27th to the 29th, uh, Sun Prairie United did. And they, they came home with second place overall. Um, and they were so dominant in those first two games. They had Fox Cities on the first day, and they beat them 6-0. And they had uh, the Kettle Moraine, McGuanago, uh, Economawak Co-op, KMMO, uh, the second day, and they beat them 4-0. So just that this team... So senior heavy, as I've talked about earlier, and Tyler Rawls, uh, a senior forward, has been scoring goals left and right. In that Fox Cities game, he got a second hat trick of the season, and Evan Luxford's back from his broken wrist uh, in the preseason. Uh, he suffered in the preseason, and he's back to scoring goals at a, at a full clip. I believe he had two, both in the Fox Cities and the KMMO game. But you know, they run into a Big Eight opponent in Janesville in the championship, and uh, they haven't seen a whole lot of the Big Eight conference yet, but. Uh, that's a team that they expect to be better than this year, and uh, they lost 5-3. to three. So mm-hmm. I, kn- I know they're upset by that loss, but Janesville had a kid just go crazy and score a hat trick on them. Uh, Sun Prairie's still uh, kind of working in a, a sophomore goalkeeper, Easton Lemke. So, you know, you know games like that will happen. They bounce back uh, on Tuesday of this week with a 5-3 win over Sauk Prairie, a typically pretty good program. And so in this new year, as they're kind of getting into the uh, – the heat of the Big Eight schedule. I, uh, next up, they have Madison Memorial. Uh, a tournament performance like that was great to see out of them. And if there's one thing that's for sure, it's this team can score some goals. Uh, a very promising thing to see, and I was very impressed by, you know, that overall performance from the team to kind of whoop up on the first two teams that combined ten to zero, and uh, l- lose a close one to a. Uh, a Janesville team that was just red hot at the right time. Yeah, and also, too, if you're Sun Prairie, like, those holiday tournaments are cool, but, like, also, too, that gives you motivation when you work your way into the Big 8 conference. Yep. Also gives you an early look at Janesville, which yeah. we'll, I'm sure we'll I'm sure they that. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Peter, what were kind of some stuff that caught your eye so far this week? Yeah, uh, I'll go with uh, uh, boys hockey, too, uh, with Wanakee. They uh, went to a tournament in Appleton. Um, they uh, – they didn't open very well. Um, they went up against uh, Stevens Point, who's ranked, and uh, always coach a very good team. Yeah, always a very good team. Um, and uh, Coach uh, Stormer said they were not ready to play. They got beat seven to one, but they came back uh, in the next two games and beat uh, Eau Claire North and Milwaukee Marquette. Um, against Eau Claire North, uh, goalie Jackson Berencott, which uh, I, I've recognized that name for so long because I've been here for so long. I remember typing in his name as a as a Wildcat youth hockey player <laughs> just because I thought he had a cool name. But uh, he had 45 saves against Eau Claire North, uh, and you know Coach Stormer said he was the headline in, in that story or uh, in that game. Um, you know they're now ten, ten and four under uh, the new head coach uh, Kevin Stormer. Um, so uh, they're, they're, that program's uh, still humming. You know, they lost a lot of players from last year. Like, I think it was 16 lettermen. Um, but they're leading the Badger East with a 6-0 record. Um, they just uh, knocked off Monona Grove, who uh, I know Coach Stormer said uh, they were uh, going to be in contention for that Badger East title. So that was a big game and a high-scoring game, 7-5. Um, kind of a crazy uh, game. Uh, Wanakee ended up winning on the road. Um, the 
Probably the biggest story with Wanaki is their uh, two um, high-flying, goal-scoring, high-scoring uh, forwards, uh, David Emmerich and Tate Schmidt, uh, did a story on them. I hope you'll look for it uh, about their friendship and about uh, David Emmerich uh, trying to convince Tate Schmidt to come <laughs> back to uh, Wanaki Hockey after playing with the Milwaukee Admirals uh, Junior Program. Uh, but they have been on a tear the last three games. Uh, Emmerich has eight goals and three assists. He had a hat trick against Monona Grove. And Tate Schmidt has six goals and six assists. He had five points in the uh, Monona Grove win so uh those guys have just uh, you know they've been friends for a long time you know going back to childhood so uh they those two are just clicking like crazy this year so fun to watch uh, yeah for me uh i'm gonna have to change it up instead of uh leaving from the ice rink to going to the hardwood uh just so much success for uh couple of my teams just at their holiday tournaments that they're at i guess uh, i'll start off with my bigger school in monona grove boys basketball they won their uh, monona grove holiday invite that they had over delvandarian in the semifinals and then waukesha west in the championship uh coach dan's weefel coached in his 600th career game uh he has been coaching since i've been in high school so that was uh kind of like wow made me feel like a little bit younger it's like ah oh, sweet like you know that <laughs> that doesn't make me feel as old, so thank you, Coach Sweetful, for that. Uh, but, yeah, 600 games, uh, they, they celebrate with a uh, tournament win. Uh, Eddie Rivera had a couple of really nice games, uh, I think reached double figures in both games, scored a season high. I think it was 17 against Delvindarian. And uh, this Monona Grove boys basketball team is just starting to roll right now. Uh, they've, they've, you know, had a couple losses so far this year, but, you know, compared to last year where I think they only won five games, I think they're already at that mark or they are past that mark. So you're just seeing, like, when a team isn't, like, completely injured and, like, not, like, has not a whole lot of experience, like, obviously that's tough, but now that they are have a little bit more experience and have been able to stay relatively healthy so far, you know, they're rolling in the right direction. And also, too, Monona Grove girls basketball is also rolling in the right direction as well, too. They only have one loss so far on the year. And that came at a, on a last-second uh, Tegan Mullaney uh, layup on a steal against uh, McFarland. So that's their, been their one loss. And they just hit a uh, Brooklyn Tortorici hit a game-winning shot against Sun Prairie West, the eighth-ranked team in Division One. So this uh, girls' basketball team's uh, rolling in the right direction. And I'm really looking forward to it. And i got to keep an eye out on the schedule for when they play Beaver Dam because Beaver Dam state-ranked right now. Uh, that is going to be whoever wins that is basically going to win the Badger East uh, when it comes to girls basketball. So I'm keeping a really close eye on that. So it's like girls basketball and softball, they just both have just some solid mm-hmm. athletes uh, wherever, and they always seem to be fighting when it comes down to the wire for the conference standing. So, Ryan, want to toss it back to you, though, because I know obviously a bunch of stuff's happening in Sun Prairie, but also, too, got to find out what's happening in Waterloo and Marshall. Yeah, um, Probably the biggest story from the holidays was Waterloo Wrestling, which has such high expectations for itself. It took itself up to the Lord's Academy on the Water Classic uh, up in Oshkosh uh, over the break, and this was specifically just for forward-looking experience. This is a 68-team tournament. You you name some of the heavyweights in the state when it comes to wrestling, they were probably at this meet. It, it's one of the biggest ones in the state, regardless of it's just a holiday or whenever. It's one of the biggest invitationals. Waterloo only brought eight kids, and it's eight kids that they expect to do well this season. Uh, the Sturgill twins, Ian Spoke, Jacob Soder, Trevor Ferrari, uh, Owen Coley, and Ryan Fugate and Andy Carrillo. And so 
you know, three of them finished in the top 16 of their weight brackets, which was in, immensely impressive. It was Ryan Sturgill, um, Trevor Ferrari were in the top 16, and Jacob Soder made all the way to the top 12 of his weight class. Just uh, outstanding performance for them. I mean, a tiny little school only brings eight kids, and they 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 beat more than 20 other schools in the in the final like team point standings. Just really impressive stuff from Waterloo to, you know, not only have those expectations for themselves and and challenge themselves like that, but to be able to perform. And obviously, there was a couple kids that um, you know, didn't pick up a win in some of the, the tougher weight classes. But you know, they they really brought an impressive performance there that uh, really impressed me with uh, that that hol- that holiday invitational. And I also this is kind of a side note. I like how the Lord's um, invitational is set up for like when you look at it on track wrestling where it's you have your bracket oh, it's and mm. it's you know if you win you advance if you lose you go to the consolation <laughs> yep. bracket with some of these tournaments so far to start off the year where it was like you have group, where you yeah. have group play i'm like i don't know any of this <laughs> yeah. this is frustrating wrestling yeah. pool play is always impossible uh, to like accurately track on track wrestling God. it is a a yeah. nightmare. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to write like this. It's like, <laughs> yeah, a good old fashioned bracket really made things easy for me. And nothing better than a bracket. You yeah, just go, it's so simple. You gotta love it. That's why yeah. it's like, it's always tough. Like, I'm obviously a big fan of the World Cup and everything, so it's always tough. Like explaining it to people who don't watch the World Cup, where it's like, well, right now they're in pool play. <laughs> Once they get that figured out, they might advance to then you have the bracket. And then the bracket <laughs> makes everything so much better. So mm, yep. God bless the bracket, all right? Um, <laughs> and then, Peter, I want to find out, though, obviously want to keep, you know, doing their thing, but also to how's the forest Lodi and Poinette looking so far? Yeah, um, going to boys basketball, uh, just touching on Wanakee uh, for a second. They won the uh, A.B. Nicholas Holiday Hoops Classic. Um, they beat uh, Wauwatosa East and Kel Moraine. They've been playing Wauwatosa East a lot in recent years. Both grinded out defensive battles, but it was a real shot in the arm, I think, for Wanakee because they really had a tough time at the 608 um, Classic uh, hosted at uh, Madison College. Um DeForest is off to a 7-0 start in boys basketball, which is surprising considering they had to replace their entire starting five and they're under a new uh, first year, you know, first year head coach. They had to they have to replace Max Weisbrod, you know, one of the best players in the state last year. Um, and they're doing it with uh, you know, good balanced scoring. Um, they, they've gotten great contributions from Brody Hardig, uh, Carter Morrison, and Alex Van Uyen, who you might recognize from football. They were great football players, too. And also um, Jackson Aquardi, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, but he's been a real uh, um, revelation, I, I think, for them. Uh, Hardig is averaging uh, over 18 points a game, and, uh, yeah, and Aquardi is averaging 14.4, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's a sophomore, six three sophomore, I believe. So, um, and he's also leading the team in rebounds with eight eight rebounds a game. Um, Poda, uh, and it's interesting. Uh, it's it's kind of rivalry week. I know <laughs> Ryan and I were talking about that starting. Uh, Point and Lodi meet on Friday night in boys basketball. Um, it's interesting. Two teams kind of trying to find their ways, but uh, Poinette has is, is kind of found something lately. They won their last two. They're three and five on the year, but they've won three of their last four. And Aiden Klosky has really been 
the the uh, the key uh, there, um, the six five big man, has just erupted. He had a twenty three seventeen rebound game against Broadhead and a thirty point nine rebound game against Baraboo in in both their wins. Um, so uh, and Cameron Colstead has given them some firepower from the backcourt. So uh, and along with Brett Hackbart, a six three wing guy who's uh, got a good all around game. So maybe they're kind of figuring it out. Uh, Lodi. Uh, like DeForest had to replace its entire starting five going into the year. They're four and three. Uh, they've been led by Brian Meitzner and uh, Jaden Gallagher, who hit a, a game-winning shot earlier this year in the season opener. Um, but uh, Blue Devils are four and three. Uh, kind of been, you know, up and down. You know, yeah. uh, win here, lose, lost there. So I think they're trying to find their footing a little bit too. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how both teams kind of finish out the rest of the year. Yeah, and then for, I guess, my smaller teams, uh, Cambridge and Deerfield both got a win in their holiday tournaments. Uh, it was funny. Uh, both wrestling teams took the week off. Uh, so, like, I know Waterloo obviously was up at Lords, but Deerfield and Cambridge took the week off, which, you know, I'm fine with. Uh, but Deerfield boys basketball, I think, is probably the a little bit, I don't want to say cooler story, but I just kind of like the aspect of it. They went to New Glarus for the New Glarus holiday tournament. And uh, they won their semifinal matchup against Monroe, advanced to the championship game against New Glarus, and the Glarner Knights had defeated uh, Deerfield last year at Deerfield's home court in the playoff game last year. And so Deerfield was able to get a little bit of revenge on them and uh, get the win in the championship game to win the tournament. And so one of the things I've kind of noticed so far with this team is Ben Wetzel. Uh, sophomore uh, guard for the Demons has had a really strong year so far uh, like in his first year on varsity I was just kind of wondering you know I, they returned a majority of their starting uh, in scores except for Dayton Lazak was one of their seniors that had graduated last year and you know when you lose you know one of your bigger guys on the court I was like mm, how are they you know going to be able to respond and uh, Wetzel while he may be a guard has kind of helped fill in that scoring a little bit and everyone else has kind of picked up the pieces so they've gone a little bit smaller obviously losing someone like Lazak down low uh but they've found a way to you know get the ball in the hoop basically it's a simple game when it comes to basketball get the ball in the hoop and you win and Wetzel's shot really good uh from the field so far uh Tommy Lee's has had solid production Cal Fisher has scored a bunch of points for him and then it's just one of those things. They're getting, like, small performance. Martin Kimmel, I think, had a, a career high against Marshall the other day. And then, you know, Landon Christensen stepped up in some big moments. I think Pierce Manning's had a couple of decent games. Mason Bethauser as well, too. Uh, so it's like they're finding key contributors uh, down the stretch. Or not down the stretch right now, but they're finding key contributors at different spots, which will help them once they get down the stretch uh, as they look to roll to another Trailways Conference South title. And then also, to Cambridge girls basketball won the Fall River Holiday Tournament as well, too. That was actually a tournament that I decided to make the quick little trip up from Sun Prairie to Fall River. Uh, first time seeing Fall River High School. And it is a very tiny gym inside yes. uh, that uh, area. And no baseline, really, either to shoot as well, too. So it made things a little bit difficult to shoot, but I was able to get some shots. Uh, but enough about my photography woes because obviously everyone wants to hear about how the girls did. Uh, Sevilla Freeland had a really strong performance uh, against St. Thomas Moore uh, in the first round matchup. Uh, had a bunch of steals, led it into transition points, and she had a season high 27 points, I believe it was, 
uh, as Cambridge won. And then also, too, not only was it Freeland getting the job done, Kayla Roy hit a couple three-pointers, uh, and Brooke Stencliffe obviously had a solid night. But, you know, when you have key contributors like that, you know, you're going to win the game pretty solidly. And then they advanced to the championship game, which I believe was against Fall River, and uh, they improved uh, in second half defensively, talking to Coach uh, Pickerts about it. Um, and key of this one was Brooke Stancliffe had a really solid night, scored 29. So Brooke Stancliffe seems to just put up 20 points with ease. Uh, is right now kind of my early uh, pick, but obviously I am biased uh, for the Capital South Player of the Year if she keeps up this performance. I mean, that's going to basically be uh, points per game average, probably somewhere around 25. So that is, uh, she's definitely getting the load done. And this is something that uh, when Coach Pickards talked about for the year uh, entering the season, like, hey, you know, we're young, but there's a young nucleus there. See, like, Stancliffe score 20 points after 20 points, and she's only a sophomore and only getting better. It's like you see that young nucleus there. But then also, too, Freeland, you know, starting to, like, find her groove as well, too, which is something that happened last year, I thought, too, when Cambridge Girls Basketball won the Hall of Honor tournament. Freeland uh, had a season-high points total. Uh, and that one as well, too. So they, they are starting to kind of find their groove right now. They had a tough uh, match against Lake Mills the other night where, uh, you know, Lake Mills is, I think, ranked in the state right now. Yeah. So they they had a tough night there, but Stancliffe and Freeland scored the majority of the points. So they're starting to roll in the right direction for them. So, uh, but, yeah, other than that, though, Ryan, is there anything else you want to add? Because uh, I know it's like we briefly mentioned some prairie, but anything else you want to mention for basketball or anything like that? Uh, we'll keep it in the Capital South when we're talking about girls' basketball. First of all, i got to push back on the player of the year. Shada Walt from New Glarus is 1,000% going to repeat. She is way too good to not get player of the year again. <laughs> I did not look at the Capital South before making that bold prediction. So when, <laughs> no, you said that, when you said that name, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember her <laughs> scoring a bunch of points last year. too. But I'm telling you, Brooks Stancliffe could she'll be, be up first there. Team. She'll first be a first-teamer, first I think. Yeah. Right. That's a good call. Um, but uh, I'll touch on the girls' teams because next week I'll have more on the boys' teams. I'm watching them play each other on Friday, Marshall and Waterloo. So we'll give a little shout-out to the girls' teams. Uh, from Marshall, they played in the Dodgeland Winter Classic uh, over the holiday break. Uh, played a bigger school in Michicot and lost by 13. That's fine. It's a very good team. And they beat host, host Dodgeland by more than 30 on the second day. So um, a, a team that's... In a, in a good position. They're winners of three of their last four, uh, including a, a big win over Waterloo. And, you know, it, you have to feel for that Waterloo squad, which came into that matchup with Marshall at a 6-1 and one record, and they've lost both games since. So you, you have to feel like that affected them. They lost by one point to non-conference Evansville on, uh, on December 30th. And then to start this new year uh, on Tuesday this week, uh, had a tough game against a very talented Fort Atkinson team. And now it's uh, now it's conference time, and of course, Waterloo's second game of conference play will be uh, today against New Glarus. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I, I assume that losing streak will extend into four games before mm. they really have a chance to bounce back. And you know, I'll, I'll keep it on the hardwood and real quickly touch on um, some Prairie East and West girls basketball. Obviously, there's not too much to add with West, as uh, Calari noted, how they just lost to Monona Grove, but. Uh, and not to discredit what a great December it was for them. They didn't lose any of their seven games in the month of December, uh, which included that uh, double overtime win over McFarland the, the week pre- previous. I mean, that's just a hard one to keep, to keep the wheels on, facing that many good teams in a row. I mean, before McFarland, it was Wanakee. Before Wanakee, it was Middleton. It, it's just hard to beat that many good teams that many times in a row. 
one of these times somebody's going to catch you. And um, things don't get any easier for West. As next up, they have La Follette and then Janesville Parker, two of you know two of the Big Eights class class teams. So uh, the, there, there's some prove it games coming up here after that Min- Monona loss, and I know that uh, no one on that on that team is happy about it. And uh, they're, they're close to getting back to full strength as uh, Avery Antoni keeps uh, eyeing a return. So they're definitely looking to hit a hit hit their stride as things get going and. Uh, Speaking of hitting their stride, I wouldn't necessarily call this a trend, but uh, Sun Prairie East bucked a bad trend. They they beat off a six uh, six game losing streak uh, over at the Wanakee A B Nichols Hoops Classic. Uh, they beat Seymour pretty bad on Wednesday, December twenty eighth, to uh, k- kind of get the monkey off their back. They uh, back in late November, early December, they won a pair of back to back Big Eight games and then didn't win again for quite a while. They had almost two full weeks off uh, near the end of the holiday break, and so. You know, just not a lot of games played and definitely not a lot of games won. So uh, entering the new year with a win at that Classic, I'm sure has to be doing a lot for the Cardinals. And you know, they, they have a, a couple win, winnable games coming up, Madison Memorial, Madison West, Madison East. Uh, hopefully they can find some momentum from this and uh, kind of start building. They only have three wins on the season as a whole, so I'm sure they'd like to see that number grow a little bit here in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Peter, anything you want to add at all? Yeah, uh, we got a big uh, talk about rivalry week. Uh, got a big showdown on uh, Friday night in girls basketball between rivals DeForest and Wanakee. Uh, DeForest eleven and two on the season. Um, they're five and one in the Badger East, so they're they're up there too. They're going to be a contender, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got uh, a great foursome in Aspen and Jada Keller, um, Jalen Dur- Durline and Rylan Oberg. A really fierce defensively uh, pressure D. They force a lot of turnovers. They're all about the same size. Um, and their only two losses have come to Beaver Dam and Lake Mills, two perennial powers. <laughs> no and, shame in either of yeah, those. Yeah, and, and adding on to that, they didn't have their best player. Well, uh, you know, she's we're kind of working her way back in after a knee injury, but Jalen Durline didn't play in either of those games. Mm. So, um, you know, so that team's rolling. They're ranked eighth in Division Two, um, so they're 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 going to be tough. Wanakee's a good team. Uh, they they got an eight and four record. They've got good size. Um, they're still trying to kind of uh, figure things out though, a little bit. They, their best player is Claire Mute. Um, she's uh, averaging, I believe, over uh, I believe over twenty points a game. Um, but uh, that's a team that's had to replace a lot of people from last year. They lost a couple of college, uh, d- I think, Division two uh, players from last year. Um, so, uh, but they're still eight and four, and they've got a lot of size, um, a lot of a lot of girls around six foot five eleven. So um, they can battle on the boards, and that's one thing. That DeForest doesn't have his size, but they, they've got a lot of athleticism, a lot of wings, a lot of quickness. So it, it'll be kind of interesting to see how the contrasting styles work there. I um, want to give a shout-out to Zane Licht, uh, the Lodi wrestler, became the, the first uh, two-time bi-state uh, champion in school history. Um, he is well on his way to becoming a, a defending state champion at 152 pounds. Um, he, he's just rolling through people and really becoming one of the best wrestlers in the state. Um, I'll also mention uh, Point at Girls Basketball is on a hot streak. They've won seven in a row under new coach Lance Fritz, and H- Hadley Walters is just all of a sudden taking that team and put – 
them on her back. Uh, she's uh, leading the team in scoring at about 17.4.4 uh, a game, um, also averaging 7.6 rebounds and 3.7 steals. She's got 44 steals on the season, so um, she's another great – she'd fit right in with that DeForest team, I think. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's a team that, that's kind of found something too. Uh, uh, so um, watch out for them. I, I, Hadley was kind of – I think kind of trying to figure out how she fit into the team uh, role at the beginning of the season, but she's been scoring a lot of points lately. So uh, that'll be interesting. And shout out to uh, the Lodi girls who won the Watoma tournament. Been a tough start for them, but that's got to give them uh, a real boost of confidence for the rest of the way. Yeah, that's basically uh, all that I had for like my team. It's just a lot of teams played in uh, tournaments uh, basically over the holiday break. Also, too, I feel like this is just kind of a quick little side note. I feel like the tournament's more – but I feel like that we should try to have like more teams be in like the tournaments instead of just doing like just four teams and like yeah, you have that's like, hardly a tournament. Like, <laughs> like let's have some eight teams in there and then you have your fifth place games consolation brackets. But I'm not in charge of scheduling, so I will just have to stay on the sidelines on that one. That goes against your bracket philosophy. Though. Yeah, well, no, I mean, no, 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 no. Like you have the bracket. Obviously, one team goes one way and the other team goes the other way. <laughs> There's no, there's it, no pool I mean, play. Yeah, there's there'd be no pool play All in right. the Callahan Steed <laughs> Christmas Classic. That hopefully one of these days, maybe in like eighty years when I like leave this earth, like McFarland can host like the Callahan Steed Memorial <laughs> Classic tournament or something Why? like that. I can't and wait it, to cover that Callahan. And just, and just have it, just have it be a bracket. That would be. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, hey, that's going to do it, though, for uh, this week's edition of the Cap City Sportscast. Uh, check out all our stuff online. Buy a newspaper from us or something like that. Uh, yeah, read all our stuff online. We have some good stuff. I definitely want to read uh, that thing, though, that you put out with the Wanna Keep Boys hockey players. Definitely sounds like you did Fun. a lot of good stuff Fun on story. that. And Yeah, we will see you guys next time, then. Thank you.